Well, Pastor, I'm going to quote you this morning about that choir song. Somebody just said, uh oh. <laughs> if that don't light your fire, your wood's wet. That's right. Boy, that was a good song, wasn't it? Amen. I was great today till I pulled into Bojangles drive through <laughs> And then I got all tore out of the frame. <laughs> it makes me, every time, every time, them Supremes make me cry every time. <sighs> the greatest act of a leadership is what happens in a person's absence. True leadership is measured by what happens when you're gone. I think about the leaders that have gone before us here at the bridge. It was Whitley then, Joe and Hester Waters, Otis Williford, Miss Minnie sitting right back there. She's still with us. We love you, Miss Minnie. And Mr. Otis, Mr. Ralph Gurley, Miss Jean, Ralph and Minnie Dawson, Clarence and Beulah Eason, Rachel Holland, Bernice and Louise Langley. Some have gone on to be with the Lord. Some are still here serving. But I want to tell you, for many of you, you hear those names this morning. They may not resonate with you today. But I want to tell you something. They're why you're sitting in the place you're sitting this morning. They paved the way. They paved the way. And now, to add to that list, Farrell, Millie, Brandon, and Mitch Hardison. Mitch, who truly was the pioneer of our video ministry. You see those cameras back there? I remember when Mitch, I, to let you know how bad it was at the bridge at that time, I was the videographer, okay? <laughs> That's how bad it was. He took an analog camera. And made magic out of that thing. We are where we are today because of Mitch's legacy in video. Amen. I'm telling you. Brandon. Nobody could flip into an end zone quite like my Brandon. If you were around when he played football at Rosewood, he made TV. He was on late night on the overtime special. What was the guy's name that did that? Tom Souter. He flipped into the end zone, and I'm going to tell you something, Brandon, the bridge nor Rosewood High School will ever be the same. <laughs> Miss Millie, with her passion for music, oh, baking, glory to God. Decorating and the king and the king. Wow, I didn't mean to do that. Thank you very much. <laughs> and to Farrell, the 21st pastor of the bridge. The stage I stand on here today, pastor, is part of the vision that you shared with us years ago. He sent us a picture. Looked just like this. Said, this is my vision, guys. And we went, huh? We didn't understand it. 
God knew. God did it. From bridge kids to impact, the Royal Rangers, riot, student ministries, media, worship, preaching, the list goes on and on. But true leaders don't invest in buildings. They don't invest in programs. They don't invest in projects. They invest in people. And you did that for me. And many others that sit in this audience. And many of us, multiple people who stand on this stage. Stand on this stage because of what you poured into our lives. Early morning rides to the golf course and pastoral visitation. I'll never forget. You see, the act of a great leader is mentoring. And you did that. And I'm so thankful for it. And i got to ask the question myself, who am I mentoring to take my place? Now don't get in a hurry to get me out of here, but I do need to be mentoring somebody to take my place. See, one thing I learned from you, Pastor, is that true leaders make themselves unnecessary. True leaders measure their greatness by their absence. And I don't know about you, and I've been emotional today. I, I've been good. I've been so good, and I have been a wreck today. Um, but we're okay. I've been mentored. Good gracious. <laughs> Evidently not on how to put on this microphone. <laughs> but I have been mentored. Keep this hand up here the whole time you talk, Andy. Jesus said to his disciples, it is better for you that I go away. If I don't go away, you won't be great. Jesus said to Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. And then he left. And he said, you ready? What happens in our absence, that is our legacy. And I want to tell you something. I'm confident as I stand here this morning, great things are going to happen. In the days that are to come at the Bridge Church. We have no excuse. No excuse. God has done a mighty work. But he is far, far from finished with us. And he is far from finished with my pastor. Always will be. No matter where you go. No matter where those chucks land. You'll always be my pastor, and I love you. So on this Father's Day Sunday, I want to ask another question. Dad, what kind of legacy are you leaving? Proverbs 13, 22 says, A good man leaves an inheritance for his children. What will your children's inheritance be? A political commentator wrote, The central paradox of our time is that most of us are earning more money and living better in material terms than our parents did a quarter of a century ago. Yet by most measures, we're working longer and more frantically than ever before. 
The time and the energy left for our non-working lives is evaporating. The new economy we are living in brings enormous benefits in terms of wealth, innovation, new chances and choices. But our absorption in keeping up with all of this is leading to the erosion of families, to the fragmenting of our communities, and the challenge of keeping our own integrity intact. We're in danger of losing the crucial distinction between making a living and making a life. Martin Luther, when asked what he would do if he knew he were going to die tomorrow, simply replied, I would go out and plant a tree. He was going to leave behind him a legacy of life that would grow on and on into the future. So I want us to look at that very briefly, briefly this morning in the next six minutes. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> Second Timothy 4, 6 and 7, it is on the screen. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering. And the time of my departure is near, Paul writes. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Paul makes three statements about legacy here. First of all, he says, fight the good fight. If you want to leave a legacy greater than you, recognize each day that you are in a war. Amen? we got to stand up. we got to be ready to fight. We can't be mealy-mouthed and weak and not know what we stand for. Here's what we miss sometimes, though. Sometimes we're casual about spiritual things. Careless with the disciplines of faith like prayer, Bible study, Coming to church is summertime, the ocean's calling, vacations are calling. We all want to go on those, and I want to go to your houses that you have at the beach. <laughs> but don't forget, we have church here all summer long. But we forget that. Maybe we get callous about holy things. If we're not careful, we could be leaving a legacy that may not be strong enough for our family in their time of greatest need. We've got to understand, I want you to hear this now. When Satan targets us and tries to weaken our faith, compromise our stand, or induce us to sin, he is not simply targeting us. He is targeting our children. He is targeting our family, he's targeting our friends. So we got to fight the fight. And then we got to finish the race. If you've been on this earth any amount of time, you've seen men and women whose lives were totally, totally sold out to God a few years ago. But since then, they have walked off the track. They've gone AWOL in their Christian life. Now, what makes us walk off the track? Distractions, good ones and bad ones. Get a job, you're making great money, but you're distracted. Discouragement, maybe an offense or a failure. You didn't do something quite as well as you thought you would, and so you get off track. Divisions, maybe between you and God because of something that's happened, or you and someone else. Maybe it's deceptions. Maybe you walked into this thing thinking it was all about you. Hmm. 
We find out very quickly it's not, don't we? Very, very quickly. Olympic history books will never forget about marathon runner John Stephen Aquari. He represented Tanzania in the 1968 Summer Olympics in Mexico City. During the race, he fell badly. He cut and dislocated his knee. But rather than giving up, he continued running. And he finished the race an hour later than anybody else finished that marathon because he had made a determination that I am going to finish the race that I started. Daddy, you need to finish the race that you started. Amen? And then lastly, we've got to keep the faith. The word for keep here means to manage, to guard, to look over. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, when you rise up in faithfulness in Him, His life becomes the legacy that you leave. Can I say that again? When you rise up in faithfulness in Jesus, His life becomes the legacy that you leave. I remember praying in the Bridge Kids Worship Auditorium with this man 19 years ago. And the prayer has never changed from that humble beginning to this. And that is God, when we are not here anymore, may it always be Jesus. Yeah, we're going to remember Pastor Farrell. Yeah, we're going to remember Miss Millie. We're going to remember the boys. We love you guys so much. You have made an indelible mark on all of our lives. But what we remember most is Jesus. And we were pointed to him. And I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You can't do it without him. So if you're here today, Dad... Maybe you're here today and you want to be a dad one day. I'm telling you, you can't do this thing without him. It takes faith. Keeping the faith. Managing, guarding, looking over your commitment to him. So I want to ask you right here, right now. No, I'm not going to dismiss you in just a moment. But I do want you to bow your heads, if you would, for just a moment. If you've not asked Jesus in your life, if you've not asked Jesus into your heart, and you're here today and you say, you know, I want to leave a legacy. I don't want to leave my kids bankrupt. I want to leave something for them, a legacy of faith. If I can't give them anything else, I want to give them Jesus. God, I want to be the father that you want me to be. And I know I'm not being that man. I've not been fighting for my family. I jumped in that race, but I, I walked off the track a long time ago. And I know I need to get back on it. But God, it's hard and I'm tired and I'm weary. And I need you. If that's you here today... 
If you would say, God, I want to I want to take that step back toward you because I want to take the steps back toward my family that I need to take to be the man I need to be. If you're here today and that is you, would you just raise your hand right where you are and say, I'm going to be that man. I'm going to be that daddy. I saw that hand. I see that hand. Amen. God, thank you. I see that hand. Can we give God the glory? Now, Father, I pray that you seal this thing in the hearts of these men that said yes to you. And I pray, God, that they would be willing, that they would be humble enough to let their families hold them accountable when they're not being the man they need to be. That's tough. But God, help us stuff out. Help us be men and women, not just men, but women of faith as well. Some of us that are here today have the toughest job in the world, and we are mom and dad. Those single moms that are in their home getting it done day in and day out. Give them the strength and grace they need as well. Lord, we love you and we thank you for life change that's already happened here today and for what's going to continue to happen the remainder of this service be glorified in everything that is said and done in Jesus name amen amen he said if y'all don't stop he's gonna come up here and hit me I appreciate the fact that they showed that picture of me 22 years ago thanks Wilbur's barbecue McCall's and now Smithfield's being three miles from my house. It's awesome. <laughs> difference between now and 22 years ago is I cared a lot more then than I do now. I just don't care as much. I like fried chicken, so I'm going to eat it. It's awesome. Pastor Farrell, Miss Millie, would you come to the stage? Just give them another warm welcome as they come. Stand right here with us, guys. I'm not going to take, Pastor Farrell's going to share some with you today, and I don't want to take a, a lot of that time up, but we did have some things that we wanted to share with you today, um, and a lot of them are just, they're, they're sentimental things, they're things that we hope you'll carry with you, and, and just appreciate and enjoy, and I did want to, um, I'll let you come around here, Pastor Andrew, and um, the prayer team, along with Kevin Lundquist, did this for you guys, these two pictures that were in your office, and uh, Kevin carved that out of wood. I don't know where the best camera shot is, but our our prayer team, Miss Janet Smith and uh, Miss Becky Hines, and the rest of our team, thank you guys so much, and uh, we appreciate that. So we wanted you to enjoy that. We also um, we also thought, well, you're going to have a little bit of time maybe in the midst of the transition to kind of catch your breath a little bit. So we thought during that time, and I have, I have been in a den when Miss Millie was watching football, 
And really, she has a stadium voice. So she's better on the field. So we got you tickets to the NC State football game. There are two tickets to a football game and two tickets to a basketball game this season. We want you to enjoy that. Yeah. Awesome. Then we also got you a getaway to Biltmore Estates. That's awesome. I'm not going to say anything about the fire and all that stuff. They so think about enjoy. a massage. How about a massage? <laughs> we also wanted to present you with these. <laughs> These are the Wolfpack signs. I have been instructed anytime you are back on campus, they go back up. So you get to have them and have your parking space. No, we wanted you to have those. Enjoy them. We just, we love you guys so much. In the box, I won't pull the box out, guys, but there are tons of letters in there that people have written, handwritten notes. So we hope that in the days to come, you can just enjoy that and um, appreciate uh, what these folks, these fine folks have shared. Um, we're going to present this to you again in the next service, so I'm going to take it away from you now. And uh, with everything else, and we'll bring it back. But the Thank last you, thing we wanted to present you with, Pastor and Miss Millie, was kind of a walk down memory lane. Talk about legacy. Oh, that's cool. From the Wild Game Nights to Royal Rangers, Impact, Bridge Kids are all of the hundreds of baptisms that we have celebrated together over these many years. And uh, God's just done an amazing, amazing work. And on the back of it, it, it actually has the start date and the date that they said it's time for a new journey, a new work, a new thing that God's doing. And I love what Pastor Jim says. He said that God's will for Pastor Farrell and Miss Millie and the ministry that he's calling them into next is not in opposition to his will for the bridge. Right. And I'm excited about what God is doing. That is nowhere near uh, uh, any kind of payment or anything, but it is a token of our deep and sincere love. And thanks for everything you have done. We love you guys so very much. One more time as I help Miss Millie down off the stage. Let's give them another big round of applause. Our lead pastor and our first lady. Y'all sit down. <clears throat> wow. This is so weird. This is the weirdest thing, man. I, I just never thought <clears throat> this day would come, really. Um, I really thought I'd finish here. But you know, God's got something up his sleeve. Um, he's up to something. I don't know what it is. Y'all keep asking me. My mom. Where are you going? I don't know, Mom. No, you know where you go. You're just not telling me. Have you, you've announced it to the whole church, but you're not telling me. I, you, we, me and your dad, we don't know. 
Hey, listen, I'm telling you, we have no idea. Um, we have opportunities. I told somebody today we have a, a wonderful opportunity uh, about 35 miles up the road, and we have a wonderful opportunity 10 hours away. We don't know if either one of those will be God's will because he's not settled that in our heart yet. But I'll tell you this, whatever he says to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And, um, you know, when you're 17, that's when God spoke to my heart about being a minister, pastor, preacher. When you're 17, it's real easy to go, oh, yeah, man, I can do that. And then even when you're 33, the age I was when I came here, it's like, yeah, man, moving, no big deal. When you're 60 years old, you want to get it right. <laughs> you want to make sure your next move is, is right. And uh, God's put me where he wanted me um, in spite of me many times. And you all know that I actually left the bridge one time or Whitley Church and that wasn't God's will and um, caused a lot of pain because I, I just got out of God's will. But you all gave me another chance and I was able to come back. It was a miracle that I was able to come back. And I don't uh, like to talk about that time, but it, it's real. It, it happened. And um, uh, you guys are, have just been so forgiving and so loving and and uh, you've treated us like family, and um, we appreciate that. I want to read, Millie's going to just stand up here with me, if that's okay, and um, I just want to read a passage of Scripture. It's going to come up on the screen. I'm not going to preach today, but uh, I just want to read this. This is when Paul, um, and I'm going to cry, I'm going to cry during this, and um, um I've done really, really well, though. I think, I'm proud of me, I'm telling you, because y'all know what a big crybaby I am, and uh, uh, I'll probably lose it right here, but I love, love, love this story. I love this passage. Paul's leaving the church at Ephesus, and this is what he says to them when he's leaving. Now, do not misunderstand me. I know I am no Paul, and I know I don't need to tell you that. I know you know that about me. Uh, I'm one of you guys. I'm a human being just like you guys. But I just love this passage. And if one-tenth of what I'm going to say about Paul if one-tenth is true about me that'll be enough for me. Um Thank you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm asking for that tenth every Sunday. I... All right. Um, here we go. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> Acts chapter 20, beginning with verse 18. Paul declared, and I just see him standing there on the, uh, on the shore, on the dock, about to get on the boat. Paul says, um, you know that from the day I set foot 
in the province of Asia until now. I've done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears. I've endured the trials that came to me from the plots of the Jews. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. Thank you. I've had one message for Jews and Greeks alike. The necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and of having faith in our Lord Jesus. And now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. But my life is worth <laughs> Sorry. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. And now I know that none of you to whom I have preached the kingdom will ever see me again. I hope that's not true. <laughs> okay, that one's empty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that prophecy right there, we're not going to live. And I know that none of you, uh, thank all 12 of you, thank you. <laughs> and now I know that none of you to whom I have preached the kingdom will ever see me again. I declare today that I've been faithful. Again, I'm not Paul. I'm not saying this about me. I'm saying I wish just a fraction were true of me. I've not always been faithful. If anyone suffers eternal death, Paul is talking about, if anybody goes into eternity without Jesus, I love what he says. It's not my fault. Because he says, I told you the truth. Verse, seven, verse 27 says, For I didn't shrink from declaring all that God wants you to know. So guard yourselves and God's people. Feed and shepherd his flock, his church, purchased with his own blood over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. I know this false teachers, and we know this is true, like vicious wolves will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Even some men from your own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. Watch out. Remember the three years I was with you, my constant watch and care over you night and day, and my many tears for you. And now I entrust you to God and the message of his grace that is able to build up and give you an inheritance 
with all those he has set apart for himself. I've never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes, though I've been accused of it. Um, Do y'all see what I put on Facebook about the gossip in Hardee's? That was so awesome. So for those of you who don't know, there was this guy in Hardee's. I'm going to tell this. I'm not going to mention his name. He was actually in a couple of the pictures up here. Should I not say that? Anyway. So, so he's ripping me, buddy. He is ripping me, and he is, and he's been to churches all over the place, and he's caused a lot of trouble in a lot of places he's been. He was just ripping me, and he was saying that right there that I just cared about money and all that, and and uh, he was talking to my mom and dad, <laughs> and he didn't know it. And when he got through, my mama said, "None of that's true." And they had a conversation, and after a while, he went, are you his parents? And she went, yes. And then he went and apologized, whatever. But <laughs> I wasn't going to tell that part. I <laughs> You never know what I'll say, do you? Oh, is mom here? Uh, I got to tell you, that was one of the greatest stories of my life right there. I thought of all people, buddy, you don't want to do that to. It's my mama. He says, uh, verse 34, you know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs and even needs of those who were with me. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had finished speaking, he knelt and prayed with them. Look at verse 37. And they all cried. (laughs) And they embraced and kissed him goodbye. Ladies, you're welcome to do that, men. (laughs) Keep your lips to yourself. Verse 38, they were sad most of all because he had said they would never see him again. That part's not going to happen. Then they escorted him down to the ship. Wow, isn't that just powerful? That's just powerful. Uh, You know, being a pastor and having a church-pastor relationship is like a marriage, isn't it? A lot. I was looking at some of my marriage uh, ceremonies Actually, this morning, as I was thinking about what I would say, uh, to have and to hold, we've done that, haven't we? (laughs) Y'all have held me, and I've held you. Y'all have held me when I was sick. You've held me when my son died. (laughs) 
You've held me when you didn't agree with me. You've held me. And I've held you. We've held each other. And then for better, for worse, we've seen in 27 years good times and bad. It's just like a marriage, man. We've seen when the numbers were up and we've seen when the numbers are down. We've seen when the church had momentum and we've seen when it was struggling to get momentum. Right? For better, for worse. For richer, for poorer. (laughs) I got to tell y'all, man, we built that building over there that's now the kids' building. I still don't know how we built it. I don't know how in the world the board figured out how we, we didn't have the money. We didn't have the money to build it. And then we got over here and the church grew and it was too small the first Sunday. And I don't know how in the world he did it. Jim Gilligan, give it up for Jim Gilligan. (laughs) Found some way to build those little Royal Ranger buildings out there. Those little red Royal Ranger buildings because we had to have them. Because, man, kids, baby, that's their top of the list in our priority book, aren't they? And I don't know how he did it to this day. And he didn't get arrested, so thanks. (laughs) In sickness and in health, to love and to cherish. It's like a marriage. I thank God, and I'll say this, i got to stop. I just want to thank my staff. I say my staff. You're not my staff. You're God's staff. You belong to the bridge. Staff members uh, who aren't with us anymore, I want them to know I love them, and I miss them, and thank God for the staff we have now, and thank all you guys, and uh, I feel like um, I kind of owe them an apology. I didn't finish as strong as I wanted to. And I apologize for that. Thank all the deacons and elders. Uh, Henry, where are you, buddy? Wave at me. Henry Best back there. He's on my first deacon board. I liked him. He always went along with everything I said. <laughs> Or at least they act like he did. <laughs> I love you, Henry. Appreciate it. Can I just, how many of y'all were here from the first day I was here? See some hands. See some hands. Some of them are going on to heaven, and some of them didn't like what I was doing, and just went on somewhere else. But I love them all. And it was so awesome. Uh, getting little messages all week long from some of those people who were like, you know, I don't like the changes, but Pastor, I still love you. And I appreciate that so much. Man, volunteers, oh my word, my word, the value of people who step up and serve for nothing except because they love Jesus. Volunteers. Man, I just value you so much, and people who are just so generous. I want to thank all the generous people. People who've given finances that just blew my mind. And people who didn't have finances, but they gave everything they could, and they gave their time. Thank Pastor Andy. Man, thank God for Pastor Andy. 
I could go on and on and on. I'm going to stop right here. And I'm going to say um, thank you to Millie right there. Buddy. I'm telling you. I thank God for her. I thank God for her. The best pastor's wife on earth. Thank God for my boys. I didn't jerk them around too much and take them from place to place. We did a little bit, but this will always be their home church. My boys went to church at other churches, but this will be their home. Or it'll be Brandon's home. And when Mitch passed, the bridge was his home. This will always be Brandon's home church. And so I just thank my family, my mom and my dad. And uh, I could go on and on. I, I love y'all and I just thank you so much for loving me. And um, I believe I call Jim, Pastor Jim, up here at this time and we'll shut it down one last time. Give it up, church. Give it up. Come on. The elders and the staff that are available, you can be seated for a moment. The elders and the staff uh, that are available in the room, can you come up and join us on stage, please? We're just going to pray over Pastor Farrell and Miss Millie before we send them on their way. Thank you, Pastor. Again, isn't this guy a servant? Is he an amazing man? While they're coming, I'll say there are three parts of that passage, Pastor Farrell, that are not true. First of all, he is going to be invited back. We've already talked about it. Before he gets on to his next ministry, he'll be back ministering on this stage. Anybody want to hear Pastor Farrell preach again? <laughs> Secondly, I refuse to accept that jail and suffering is in his future. <laughs> and third, he does not have a false teacher following him. What's that about? Thought we were friends. <laughs> Just keep you in your place, buddy. Just keep me in my place, that's all. All right, guys, find somebody to hold hands with. If you're sitting alone, reach a hand in this direction. We're going to unite our hearts. The Bible says where two or three agree is touching anything. It is done because Jesus is in the midst. And let me tell you, Jesus is in the midst of what we're doing here today. Amen? We're going to just lay hand on, hands on them and pray. So join us in that prayer. We love this precious couple so much, but it ain't nothing compared to how much you love them. So we thank you for them. We thank you for their lives, the humble way that they've served, the amazing fruit that we can see, and the multiplied fruit that we won't know about till we get to heaven. We thank you for the blessings that they have been to us. Now I pray, and we unite our hearts together. 
agreeing that you would pour blessing out on them fourfold, a hundredfold of everything that they have given to this church, to this community, to this region, to the world. Let it not even be in our hearts. Let us not be capable of dreaming or thinking or asking what you have in store for this precious couple in the days ahead. Let it be more than we're able to even imagine. And in it all, Lord, be glorified in Jesus' name. And all God's people said together, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, give it up one more time. <laughs>